Welcome to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kath, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Special thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I am Faith. Faith, do we have any new patrons to thank? We do, we do have a couple of new patrons. We have D, so D, D-E-E, that's their name, last name T, starting last name with, T. with T. Yep. D-T is smaller than a flea. And Sarah O. Sarah O plays violin with a bow. That is that is true, that is how she is almost everyone plays violin. Some people play it with their teeth. They do? Like Jimi Hendrix? Yes, Jimi Hendrix plays his violin with his teeth. He doesn't play anything now. He's dead. You heard it here first. Let that be a warning to you about drugs. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Faith. Yeah. I got a question. Yeah. What's your question? listener question. Wrote in, thank you so much, listener Cormac. Hey there. I am a trans guy, he, him, who is in the early stages of transition. Your podcast has been such a huge help to me when it comes to sorting out all the scary or confusing feelings that come with that. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Cormac. I'm pre-everything. I only just got approved for HRT. Hooray! But I am in the process of getting rid of my old feminine clothes that make me uncomfortable now. Still, the other day, when I was bagging up some of my favorites, more so the colorful patterns than how they fit, I found myself feeling a little sad. Is this something most people go through? Also, do you have any recommendations for other trans people who are revamping their wardrobes? Places to donate my old clothes, where to get new ones on a budget, etc.? Finding a style that feels like you? I think I felt a little sad getting rid of them because I do like the patterns and I do associate happy memories with the clothes. And there were times I felt quote unquote pretty in them, even if ultimately living as a woman doesn't feel right to me. The fact that I wasn't always intensely uncomfortable in my old clothes makes me feel some of that sweet, sweet imposter syndrome. And I hope it is something people can relate to. Sorry if this has already been covered. I'm still working through a lot of your episodes. All the best, Cormac. Thanks, Cormac. So what do you think, babe? Um, I think that makes I think this question makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, transition. every person who, tr- who transitions goes through what is called a change or transition. Interesting. Is that uh, why they call it that? That is actually, there are several theories that linguists <laughs> have as to why they call it transition, but that is one of the leading okay. 12 to 15 contenders. All right. Uh, All right. Top 10, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't go that far, but uh, well, I'll see what lingua con uh, 2021 and we can discuss it. No, um, I think it's, it's interesting I didn't have the experience with guy clothes where I was like, nah. um, wait, what? No, I'm sorry. Where I was like, oh, I want to keep these guy clothes. Oh, you were yeah. not sad about tossing. Guy I was clothes. not sad about tossing the guy clothes. Yeah, it was um, pretty. You were definitely not ambivalent about tossing no, your guy clothes. I was very happy. Yeah. I was so happy the moment where like my closet was nothing but girl clothes. Um, but I also have the slight benefit of I can wear jeans and a t-shirt, mm-hmm. you know, um, which Cormac doesn't have that necessarily if you may not be able to wear like uh, bright pretty colors uh, this is like one of those things you know the women's section is always like a thousand fabrics a thousand colors downside to that is that they do change them constantly so when you find something you like 
too too bad it's it's already It'll gone never get it again it'll never happen again so when you um, say able to like you're able to wear jeans and t-shirt well so is cormac cormac is yeah but cormac's also talking about like you know interesting colors and things yeah and if you go to the guy section it's like white shirt blue shirt mm-hmm. gray pants black pants another blue shirt and a, a different blue shirt blue shirt with white stripes white shirt with blue stripes gray <laughs> pants um it's it is definitely far less interesting clothing wise. So one thing that you're pointing out is that typical standard mainstream fashion tends to be there's a lot more variety for women than there is for men. Yes, there okay. is. Okay. Care? But it doesn't sound to me like Cormac is is, you know, uh, a trans guy who is jazzed about getting on his HRT and starting things and figuring things out. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily is bemoaning the fact that fashion for men is less I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. Okay. I talk about the color, colorful stuff. And I think when you, when, when Cormac says, he says, I found myself feeling a little sad. Is mm-hmm. this something most people go through? I think, I think that is literally nostalgia. Yes. Um, and, you know, nostalgia being this incredibly complex um, mixture of joy and sadness and loss and happy memories and, it's just nostalgia is this whole complex thing. And I think it is normal for people to feel those pings of nostalgia sure. for their pre-transition life. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There are, there are some things I think um, that even I experience mm-hmm. of like pangs of nostalgia. Like what? Um, like things like, all right, this is, I love you. Uh-oh. I love you very much. Oh no! I think just I think female attention as oh, a guy sure was something I I was a I was a handsome lad uh, mm-hmm. once upon a time. You were really handsome. Thank you. And uh, so I think just so flirting, just flirting, flirting with flirting, girls, flirting with girls. Yeah, and and again, it's not something I miss so much that I'm like, oh my god, I got better detransition so I can flirt with random girls. No, it's I mean it's you something can flirt in the with past. girls now. You can, but eh, it's. It's something that's in the past that I, I can feel nostalgic about. I feel like it's flirting with straight girls. Maybe. Because you could flirt or with just, gay girls now. Or just being in that role. Yeah. You know? And again, yeah. I don't... Maybe as I age, I get less flirty. But, um... You should be flirty. Flirty I'm not going to be... I don't... Who am I going to flirt with? Well, I mean, there's a pandemic, but after that's over... Oh, I like got you, though. To, oh, but you're not... Flirting isn't cheating. No, it's not. But it's... I don't know. It's a whole... Uh, no, but the point is nostalgia. The point is feeling that nostalgia for something. Mm-hmm. That and nostalgia is doesn't necessarily mean you want to go back there. It no. just means that you you kind of feel a loss or a change. And I think that's one of the one of those moments you you rarely get these in life, or at least I I have rarely gotten these. But that moment of realization that you know something has changed, mm-hmm. and you kind of pause you're able to sort of pause for a second and be like, something has changed forever in my life. And something's over. And something's over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or a new phase has begun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with transition, obviously, that's a boom, hard start on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. When we change, change is difficult. Change is hard. No one, no one really knows what to do with change, even though it's a constant in life. Mm-hmm. It's always there, but we're always kind of unprepared for it. And I think with a change, with transition, there's always going to be a loss, a little bit of a loss. And I guess that's that nostalgia is like something's changed and you do lose something. Mm -hmm, It mm -hmm. may be something you wanted to lose. Right. In this case, 
you know, having to play the female role in society that you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, having to dress and act and be perceived as and be interacted with Wrong. as a woman. Yeah. And that's like not right for you. Mm-hmm. That's not who you are. But on the other hand, that change, you lose something. Mm-hmm. And when we lose something, there is a little bit of mourning for that. And even if it's something we're happy to be rid of. It's dying to get rid of. Dying to get rid of. It's normal to be like, huh, something changed. And mm-hmm. I think when you say sadness, I'm, I would be curious if that's sadness or if that sadness is like wrapped up in nostalgia. Because nostalgia can be, is bittersweet. Yes. It can be sad and happy and and confused and and mourning and celebrating all at once yeah it sounds like cormac it's it's is acknowledging that this is a complex emotion it's yeah. not like boohoo now i am sad because yeah. this dress had sunflowers on it and i liked that look so one interesting thing cormac says mm-hmm. and i kind of want to ask if you have a parallel situation is um there were times when i felt pretty yeah. Them, even if ultimately living as a woman doesn't feel right to me. Do you have any recall or recollection of, of sort of a an opposite thing where you're like, you have pictures or high school uh, photos or, or anything like that where you look at that and you're like, I was, I was a fox. I was really handsome in that. I don't. Or, or, or was it all just like, I, I knew something was wrong then and I'm looking at a person who's just getting by. As far as the clothes go... Definitely not with the clothes. I didn't know how to dress. You even like once tried to get your gay brother to like <laughs> help me dress because I'm I was so clueless and bad at it. I tried to queer eye you. You tried to queer eye me, and it. I just I cons- I considered clothes to be like just a covering for your body, and I really didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was kind of a ragamuffin, as my as my dad so lovingly called me constantly growing up. Well, um, children, yeah, you make yeah, them pies. but I no, right? it was more like I was just sloppy, and, and I didn't really care what I wore. I would just kind of grab the first thing that's all right, fine, this will do. But you didn't do this thing that I see a lot of guys do of just having a uniform. Yeah, it wasn't just the same pair of jeans and ten black shirts. It was, well, you know what? Actually, it was basically that. Yeah. For work, I didn't wear the uniform. Yeah, I, you I, didn't have jewelry. You you, yeah. you shaved your head. You didn't have a watch or, yeah, you were you were wore a uniform. Yeah, I it was, uh, and then I had I had a, I had enough bad low self esteem that mm. I didn't look at pictures of myself and go, he's hot. Mm-hmm. I think it was more like like those pictures on the roof, where I, I think I had a friend who was a photographer take a bunch of photos of me. On a roof in Tribeca. You looked amazing. And, uh, everyone said that. Everyone was like, like a- oh my God, you look so great in those photos. And I'm like, I don't I don't see it. If you say so. If you say so. so I didn't really see that. It I, looked like an indie album fo- cover. It does. It looked, wow, that was a good photo. And But just when I also like, but when I presented female back then. Yeah. Like I, I have that photo shoot on the roof and like contemporaneously with that, I have that like angel photo yes. shoot I took. That I took in McCarran Park. The angel photo shoot, yeah, it was like, oh my god, I look amazing in that. Mm-hmm. The guy photo on the roof, I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess other people, girls seem to like that. I don't I know. Look like now. So I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the I feel pretty in this. As far as guy clothes, I did keep. I did keep some guy t shirts. Definitely. So that's. I was going to ask about that too. Yeah. So you 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 know Cormac is talking. Cormac is talking mm-hmm. about bagging up uh, his old girl wardrobe. 
and you're saying you, you're, your closet is full of girl clothes now. Everything, it's all girl clothes. But there are, like, three shirts. I kept, like, three t-shirts. I kept, Why? like, a, okay, one, I kept Amanda in the Marbles t-shirt. Criminally underrated power pop band. Link um, to whatever I can find like, about If them. you like pop punk, they're fantastic. Mm. And uh, they broke up a long time ago. After their second album, they broke up. And uh, I had one of their t-shirts. Mm. It's like the last t-shirt. There, there's never going to be another Man of the Marbles t-shirt. And so that's why I kept that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had so many t-shirts I've lost over the years that... Um, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to keep that so one. So it's a historical relic. Yeah. I, I have so many t-shirts, like band t-shirts from like high school or mm-hmm. whatever. And I don't know what the... I don't know what the hell happened to those over the years. <laughs> Your mom threw them away because they, they were dis- full of holes. Yeah, probably they got full of holes and ended up having to throw them out. But the point the point is I had that one and then I had another one that was the music band t-shirt that you got me. Mm-hmm. And you and I recently had to have like a conversation about gifts. <laughs> Go on. Um, because we live in a small New York apartment. Uh, we have slowly started going from giving each other physical objects as gifts to giving each other like experiences mm-hmm. as gifts. Because, you know, we don't have a lot of room for stuff. And, and as, I don't like owning things. And as part of that, it's just sort of like we get a gift and like you got me the Mormon underwear. Yes. Which is an amazing gift because you can't just buy Mormon underwear. <laughs> they they lock this Mormon underwear down. Yeah. Like you have to you have to have like a temple card or something to buy it. Mm-hmm. Like they don't sell it to non-Mormons. Mm-hmm. Um, outside the LDS, it's like pretty hard to get. You can't just buy it. And Kath got me this, this uh, LDS underwear. And uh, it was amazing, but it was the guy underwear. Well, you were a guy at the time. I was a guy at the time. And, did um, you even try them on? I did. Okay. I wore them like once because we took photos and I was like, don't, don't post those don't. photos. <laughs> it's like mesh. It's like this. white mesh. It's it is not It is not flattering to mm. anyone at all. It's got this deep scoop neck and like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So um, anywho, so Kath got me that. It was an amazing gift. I was blown away. It was fantastic. Uh Still one of the go-to gifts, I think, back when I'm like, oh, Kath is great at giving gifts. <laughs> but what do I do? What am I going to do with it? I'm not going to wear it. I'm not going to... I don't have, like, a framed display wall where I can display it. <laughs> I can't really trot it out at parties and go, ooh, let me show you this. Halloween? For the, for the one or two people who are going to really understand or appreciate it. So I was like, yeah, we had to have a thing with gifts of, like, we're allowed to get rid of gifts uh, that someone else got us. Mm-hmm. Under- with the understanding that we did appreciate the gift. Mm-hmm. But on the mm-hmm. other hand... It's taking up room. Um, and we don't really have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, or it just wasn't as much of a hit as you thought yeah, it would. Well, and that's, that's okay. Yeah. They're not always winners. What were the ones that weren't winners? I forget. Oh, okay. I for- I'll think of them. Okay. And then I'll splice it in. They were tattoos. Okay. Fake tattoos. I gave yeah. you a bunch of You did give me a bunch box. of the ink box tattoos. Tattoos. They're a lot of trouble to put on. They were a pain in the ass to put on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the point is, I, I kept music band for that reason and also it's sort of my watermark not watermark but my gauge uh, gauge of my weight because when you first got it for me it was like too small for me and now it's like too big for me and either the shirt grew or i shrunk Mm -hmm. or a combination of both but i've been really that was at the height of my weight when i was kind of fat and i look back on those photos and i'm like "Ah, i was fat (laughs) anywho um i got you a gray t-shirt from Lou Melnati's Pizzeria in Chicago, and you don't wear gray t-shirts. So I think you got rid of that. I might have, yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't seen it. So. so speaking of getting rid of clothes. Yes. 
So one of the things that Cormac says was, um, do you have any recommendations for other trans people who are revamping their wardrobes? Places to donate my old ones, where to get new ones on a budget, finding a style that that feels like you. Um, getting rid of, uh, I would say, find a good place to donate to. Um, Not Salvation Army. They don't like gay people. They don't like gay people. Goodwill's like- got some labor problems, but, you know, there's if those are your options in your town... It's fine. If you can it's, find an out-of-the-closet, that's a good place to donate yeah. to. Again, I don't think those are in most places. Yeah. The same with, like, uh, there are some... I know there's, like, a New York City queer exchange um, on Facebook, like a queer exchange group where you can get rid of, say, your old clothes for someone uh, or give them to, say, a, a person who's... Anyone, really. It you doesn't have to, to be a trans woman. but well, um, an MTF who's your size would be the perfect. Yeah, you even that would be shoes. the perfect. Yeah. But uh, in the, you may not be able to, but, but I would check your check locally to see if there's a queer exchange. Obviously, if you're living in, like, say, a rural environment, your, your options for donating to a queer-friendly um, place are probably limited. But yeah, do your research online. Um, if, if all else fails, hey, Salvation Army Goodwill at the end of the day whatever let me ask um, you this the yeah. salvation army is demonstrably and uh, yeah 100 percent, not even trying to hide uh-huh. it um homophobic and actively working against uh gay people and their rights is it better or worse to throw old clothes in a landfill i don't know probably yeah. probably better to donate i don't know do some research i'm just thinking if it's the only place in your town right and you're not well you don't really want to drive four hours out of your way right to the big city to dump them i don't know look do your research because there may be options i hope you probably have most of salvation army stuff eventually gets thrown in a landfill or something i don't know but there there may be places uh to donate where you can donate uh, locally, mm-hmm. um, or maybe you can even mail them or something. I, you know, I would check your options locally. Yeah. Obviously, we're in Brooklyn. It's pretty left-wingy, and uh, we have a lot of queer-friendly places that mm-hmm. we could donate. Housing Works or, uh, as Kath said, Out of the Closet, which mm-hmm. apparently is a chain. I it didn't is know. a chain, yeah. Um, it was in that movie. It was in that movie, yes. That movie is The First Girl I Ever Loved. Link down below. Yes. Um... Speaking of thrift thrift stores, um, you know, where to get new ones on a budget. Again, I would say thrift stores are a great option. I love thrifting. I came of age in the 90s where thrifting was like really cool. (laughs) And it was something all the cool alternative kids did uh, where we would be like, yeah, I got these cool pants from the 70s or something, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Shopping at Salvation Army was like a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's the case these days, but... um, I think it depends on the Salvation Army. We even have variants within our city. Most of the Salvation Armies here are pretty crappy. But the one... Same with the Goodwills, but there's that Goodwill on the Upper East Side that had really good stuff. Yeah, no, there are different ones. Most I found most of the Salvation Armies here. I went in one like Twenty Third Street here Mm -hmm. in in Manhattan. That like the whole place smelled like cat piss. (laughs) And I was like, I am not buying anything from this store. Um, And I've gone in some Salvation Armies where they felt really, really junky. Um, 
And But for starting out. For starting out, the thing is you go in a thrift shop, most thrift shops, you can get a few different items and things. Mm-hmm. And then for... Take them home, wash them, iron them, you know, try it on. Try a few yeah. looks that way. That's how you get to try a couple of looks cheap. And we have a, a few similar episodes about this that we'll have links down below to like... Yeah. Uh, doing this on a budget or how to develop a look or things like that. Yeah. And then the same, yeah, that's the same thing. Finding a style that's you is like, well, right now going and shopping in stores is kind of tricky. A lot, you know, most online retailers will let you return stuff Mm -hmm. after you try it on. Obviously, you know, waiting a week and a half to get something, Mm -hmm. trying it on, then mailing it back and waiting a week for the refund to get to you is not a great way to do it. It's slow. Yeah, it's slow. And, you know, you're fronting the money just to try something on, which Mm -hmm. is not great. There Um, is a subreddit, male fashion advice. Yeah, I only know this because I subscribe to the female fashion advice subreddit. But that's a good place to start, mm-hmm. you know, if you get to the point where you're past the Salvation Army or Goodwill, yeah. you know, trying on getting to know your look. Once you've kind of figured out your look, if you're like skinny suits or sort of an all black kind of goth guy or you like the sporty stuff or kind of a preppy look. Like once you figure out what you like, then you want to look at who is manufacturing good quality stuff and how does that sizing work and what have other guys tried and rejected so we'll have a link to that subreddit in the show notes also and have fun that's the important thing with finding a new look Mm -hmm. is have fun and know that you're not necessarily locked into anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can you can definitely try on a few different personalities so to speak Mm -hmm. um you know you can be the preppy guy one day and the goth guy another day Mm -hmm. it's totally okay Mm -hmm. and um i'd say you know if you have stores in your area that are open uh, go try stuff on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are even places, there may even be places that do um, personal shoppers or personal stylists it's for free. Yeah. Um, some stores will do that. Uh, we were talking about this, like, retail's kind of struggling <laughs> <laughs> already from online. And then COVID kind of kicked it while it was down. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of stores are trying to make shopping more of an experience and and offer services offer services like personal shoppers or uh stylists Mm -hmm. that you can use and i i think um you know that may be also something you look into Mm -hmm. and And in some cases i know i've heard that there are some stores i don't know if it's macy's but i think it's generally big department stores that offer free tailoring for guys yeah like they'll have their pants yeah that's a lot of stores i Mm -hmm. remember when i got my funeral suit (laughs) <laughs> you got a funeral suit? My grandparents from my high school graduation bought me a suit. Oh, okay. I was still wearing that suit until like... Until you stopped wearing it, guys Until like interviewed in like when I was like 30. That's a good suit. Um, But my grandparents bought me... It was from like JCPenney or somewhere, but wow. it got tailored to me. They Yeah. They... And I remember... I think in some cases, guys' pants just don't have that bottom hem finished. Yeah. You try it on, and then they secure a few pins and send you to the seamstress. No, unfortunately, I bought that, or my grandparents bought that suit for me in 1997. Okay. So when I was wearing it, and it was it was very baggy and out of date. Because ah. <laughs> I don't know how to dress as a guy. I know how to dress as a girl. I'm quite I'm quite good at quite it, I think. Quite spectacularly, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I actually put effort into it, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't been lately, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think finding a style that feels you is something where take the time. Don't yeah. get discouraged. Um, it takes us a lot of time and our sense of style evolves mm-hmm. um, over time, mm-hmm. you know, and even we can be the 
at the office we may be one thing with our friends we may be another on a date we might be a third mm-hmm. like it's okay you can have different looks um you can play around with things mm-hmm. you can mix and match like there's so many options so just have fun with it even within the mm-hmm. narrower focus of masculine fashion there's still a lot of fun to be had there's still yeah. a lot of variety and play with it have fun see what you like see what feels right to you yeah and then as far as the I think I feel a little sad getting rid of them because I do like the patterns and I do associate happy memories with the clothes again I think we're getting nostalgia there mm-hmm. and there were times when I felt pretty in them even if it ultimately living as a woman doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, that's nostalgia. Um, the fact that I wasn't always intensely uncomfortable in my old clothes makes me feel some of that sweet, sweet imposter syndrome. Ah, nice. And I get that. I think we all have in our heads that there's this like perfect I- platonic ideal of transition. Oh, the correct way to be yeah. trans. And, yes. a, and a perfect platonic ideal of a transgender person. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime we don't exactly fit into that, we tend to beat ourselves up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's that imposter syndrome where you're just like, am I really trans or am I really a guy? Mm-hmm. Am I, re-, you know, and then and then on top of that, this is something this is something I think cis people have to deal with, which is like the perfect platonic ideal of a woman or the perfect yeah. platonic ideal of a man. Mm-hmm. And so we so as cis people it's like am i living up to that perfect ideal of womanhood am i living up to that perfect ideal of manhood mm-hmm. um so we have that we have double beat ourselves up which is <laughs> am i living up to that perfect ideal of a trans person and am i living up to that perfect idea ideal of my real gender mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so we get a double opportunity double whammy we get to beat ourselves up over both of those and it's tricky. I know I do that. I know I'm like, well, am I trans enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, am Are I, you? I, as I, I just had my, my bottom surgery five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I, in the lead up to that, I was doubting myself and going, am I really trans? Am I really trans? Wow. And, you know. How do you feel now? I've kind of, I was saying to you the other day, I was like, I think I'm trans because (laughs) I think a cis guy would be pretty freaked out (laughs) to be penisless. (laughs) So I might be, might be trans. I think I'm trans. I think I'm trans. Yeah. Because then you were like, now you tell me. (laughs) You're what? Yeah. So, um... We have that. And then it's just, at the same time, it's like, am I being feminine enough? You know, uh, or at least I have that. You would have, Cormac, I'm sure you deal with, am I masculine enough? Mm-hmm. You know, if I still like these dresses, if I still have fond memories of, say, this dress I wore to my friend's wedding or something. Yeah. Does that make me less of a man? Does that make me not trans enough? Mm-hmm. And that's just us beating ourselves up. Mm-hmm. You know, you know in your heart who you are and there is no right or wrong way to be a trans person there's a wrong way which is called joining isis <laughs> that's the wrong way to be a trans don't do person. that yeah don't would, don't do that i would think um, a really good way to be a bad trans person is to in fact be a cisgender person yes that also that's is like fail way. yeah yeah fail um so there's no real right or wrong way to be trans there there is the, the way of, you know, 
actually being transgender and having those thoughts and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as like your journey you're going to take and the choices that you make, the idea that those choices may make you less trans than someone else, say, who you put up there as the perfect ideal of a trans person. Chaz Bono wouldn't do this mm-hmm. or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, versus am I being not manly enough? You know, is holding on to these fond memories that I have as my prior self mm-hmm. make me less manly? You know, it's the same thing. Does does the fact that, you know, I used to play with my G.I. Joes when I was a kid mm-hmm. and have fun with that, mm-hmm. does that make me less of a woman? Mm-hmm. You know? It does make you less It does. Yes. I don't think it does, but I had very <laughs> elaborate stories. <laughs> I was more in the storytelling than really the action. It's a lot of good dialogue, a lot of some clever plot twists. It was, I also played with Barbies too. So, you know, but it's, it's that whole thing of these gender roles and this binary and all of these ideas we have in our head about what is the correct way to transition what's mm-hmm. the correct way to be a man the correct way to be a woman mm-hmm. um these aren't helpful <laughs> and they're not really true mm-hmm. and we're all guilty i think cis and trans people are guilty of of holding ourselves up to that ideal mm-hmm. that doesn't exist it's not real and, and for you to have had happy memories that just means you have a, a cool family and great friends or yeah. you're you're psychologically healthy and, and manage to grow up without crippling depression and, and dysphoria. Like, you don't have to have dysphoria up to 100 to be trans or to transition. It It's better if you didn't, honestly. But it means you suffered less. And that's great. But it's why we're not i think i think i think it's more the idea of like transition or dysphoria doesn't need to be constant yes you know it's not always going to be constant it's not going to color every memory every memory you have is not going to be of you being dysphoric Mm -hmm. it is going to be you're going to have happy memories of your life prior to transition you're going to have amazing memories of your life after transition Mm -hmm. but Feeling that nostalgic pull is normal. Mm -hmm. And feeling conflicting emotions when it comes to nostalgia. I was thinking about something. um, Gosh, I was listening to the R.E.M. song, Don't Go Back to Rockville. Uh, Great song. Mm. Off of their second album, Reckoning. And uh, I was in Athens. uh, And I left Athens uh, midway through college. And the song is about someone not leaving Athens. Like oh, it's sung wow. is don't go back to Rockville, stay in Athens. I see. And so it hit me with this thing of nostalgia of like, oh, I had good times in Athens. Mm-hmm. But I also had really shitty times in Athens. <laughs> I spent most of freshman year drunk and heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I failed anthropology. Aww. Like, you know, I had really fucking bad times then. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's the same with anything. We yeah. we can we can have those rosy glasses of nostalgia and at mm-hmm. the same time accept that those things mean something to us mm-hmm. and that we can still look back fondly on them and mm-hmm. that they were still shitty in yeah. a lot of ways. And it's okay to have those conflicting emotions, mm-hmm. especially about transition. It's super complicated and nostalgia is complicated and humans are super complicated. Yeah. And I think the most important thing I can tell you, Cormac, is that it's okay to feel that. Yeah. And it's normal and... 
It doesn't make you less of a man. It doesn't make you less trans. Your pre-transition life was a mix of good times and bad times. And here's the news. That's going to be the same for your post-transition life. It wasn't all a nightmare before, and it won't all be sunshine, happy kitten flowers after. There's a mix. And it makes sense to look back on the good times fondly. Mm-hmm. And to recognize what a big change this is and how this is going to change your life and how maybe those good times won't be possible anymore or they'll be different. That makes sense. Yeah. So feel that nostalgia. Enjoy yeah. it. Mourn your old past self and celebrate your old past self and go forward and be awesome yeah. and look fantabulous in a cool new suit. Yes. And a bow tie. I understand trans guys like bow ties. <laughs> I'm not speaking for the trans guys here. It's just something I heard. Yeah, they really, really do seem to like bow ties. I'm not going to speak for the trans guys. Every single trans guy in the world. Every single one. If you don't All like bow ties, them. you're not really trans. All so of take them. it. And. Since this is an episode that touches on nostalgia, we will now treat you to an acapella rendition of Green Day's Oh dear. No, can I sing parentheses, time of your life. Can I sing Don't Go Back to Rockville instead? You can sing that after we sing this, because it was my idea. Okay, fine, go ahead. So take the photographs and still frames in your mind. Hang it on a shelf in good health and good times. We're going to get sued by Warner Brothers. memories and dead skin on trial. I never knew the lyrics to this song. For what it's worth, it was worth all the while. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life is actually about them and their punk scene in Portland or wherever they were. Anyway. It's something unpredictable. (laughs) But in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Okay, we're going to get sued. We're going to have to pay royalties on this. Warner what Brothers do you mean? Lawyer. I wrote the song. TMTM. <laughs> it's something unpredictable. They're but in the end, us. it's right. Uh, I hope you had the time of your life. They're going to they're gonna sue us. They're going to send us a cease and desist letter. Warner Brothers has powerful lawyers. All right. What's your what's your song? They're Rockville? Don't go back to Rockville. Don't go back. All right. Don't go back to Rockville. All right. Yeah, I might need you to sing this song. Oh, yeah, I'll do this, this. one. All right. Right, you gotta mumble it because it's early REM. Early REM. Here we yes. go. Don't go back to Rockville. Don't go back to Rockville. I wish I knew it. Don't, Don't go, go back, back to Rockville. And waste, waste another, another year. year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. Now we're good. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Right, Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making great content, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. Music for the Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Link down below or download them on iTunes. For all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. To all you gender rebels out there, keep Keep rebelling. rebelling!